This is the Black and Blue Report, straight from the source. No appointment radio, wherever, whenever. Now, from Studio B, or from wherever the Saints or Pelicans might be, here's Daniel Sellerson. What's going on? Welcome into the Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. I'm Daniel Salarson filling in all week for Sean Kelly, who, yes, is still at the Greenbrier with the team. Uh, the Pelicans practiced yesterday just in the morning and the afternoon. I believe it was team bonding time. Uh, the team, I believe, went skeet shooting. I don't think Sean Kelly was involved, which is good. We don't want him anywhere near gun. Uh, but anyways, uh, Pelicans, a couple more days until preseason game number one against the Pacers. And, man, we're almost here. And I'll fill you in also in our fourth segment about the Alvin Gentry Show, which debuts tonight on our flagship News Talk 99.5 uh, WRNO. Hope this Thursday finds you well. And not only are the Pelicans close to their first game, the Saints are uh, getting ready for their primetime game Sunday night on NBC against the Dallas Cowboys. And, of course, we'll continue our uh, preview of that with the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. I know most of you uh, are, are used to Sean Kelly with Jim Henderson, but since Sean is with Pelicans duties, I'm going to try to fill in the void for Sean and interview Jim on Thursday. I know it might be a little different, but um, hey, we'll give it a whirl. And of course, we still wanted to have Jim on to preview the game, so he'll be on to discuss Saints and Cowboys. And then David Wesley, who's been on all week, um, he made his Wesley Wednesday debut yesterday. He'll be on with Sean Kelly. They'll recap practice right after it ends, so you'll have uh, fresh stuff from Pelicans practice here uh, before we let you go on this Thursday. But first, uh, again, Saints head coach Sean Payton spoke to the media this morning via a conference call. I wanted to share a couple bites with you. You can listen to the full conference call on NewOrleansSaints.com or the Saints mobile app. And, of course, the headline of yesterday, not only was Drew Brees the talk, but a trade that involved Akeem Hicks. He is off to the New England Patriots in exchange for Michael Ho'omanawa Noe. Or Nui. I'm going to have to start getting this name down. One, you try to say it five times. But Michael Ho'o Manawa Nui from the uh, New England Patriots. I'm getting tongue tied already. The tight end, the six year vet. He was a fifth round draft pick by the Saints in, tw or by the Rams, excuse me, in 2010 out of the University of Illinois. First, Sean Payne on the trade. It's not unusual a trade like this where. Look, we were, we were looking, and we've been looking for um, some depth at the tight end position. And at the same time, we felt like we had uh, a handful of, of young defensive linemen. And having had a chance to practice with these guys, uh, you know, both teams, are, I'm sure, were familiar with the other player. And so it, it was really over a matter of, uh, two, two and a half days. So if you remember yesterday, Sean Payne was concerned about the depth at tight end. Usually they carry three tight ends. They only had two on the roster, Josh Hill and Ben Watson. So that was part of the trade. Reason why they added the third tight end yesterday. And um, also they felt more comfortable about getting rid of Akeem, Nicks, Akeem Hicks, excuse me, who was a third round pick in 2012 from the Saints because of the depth at defensive linemen, uh, including Bobby Richardson, the undrafted lineman. Well, Bobby Richardson's one player that, that we, we feel like is, uh, you know, beginning to give good snaps. Um, obviously, you know, Davidson's a player that we feel like uh, is getting more work at the nose. Um, but there's, you know, you start adding it up, there's two or three of these players, Yules and Mabry, uh, that 
have all found a niche and a role, and there was a little bit of you know a little bit of depth there, and we were able to get a, a tight end that we're familiar with, and and we understand the strengths and weaknesses he has, and and kind of have a vision for you know how he he'll be used. So the Saints get their third tight end as Sean Payton wanted, and um, we wish Akeem Hicks the best of luck in New England. Let's move on to Drew Brees. He spoke to the media yesterday afternoon saying his arm feels a lot better. He's been throwing in practice. Here's Sean Payton on Drew Brees. Um, I thought, listen, he went through all the practice and uh, did well. Um, threw the ball you know, different than a week ago at this time. So uh, after Wednesday, I, I thought uh, his progress has been good. Uh, we'll keep evaluating it day to day. So it seems like I don't want to jinx anything. and I don't have any official reports, but it looks like Drew Brees will give it a go on Sunday against the Cowboys. And, of course, the Cowboys still without their starting quarterback. Brandon Whedon will be at the helm for Dallas on Sunday. So we have a good show for you today. We'll have uh, – it is the day of the announcers. Usually Thursdays is where we get both football announcers. Um, but instead, we're going to switch it up. We're going to have a football announcer and Jim Henderson. And then we're also going to have two basketball announcers, Sean Kelly and David Wesley. They'll be uh, checking in from the Greenbrier to talk about the Pelicans in uh, training camp day number three out at the Greenbrier. Then we'll wrap things up in segment four. I'll tell you all about tomorrow's show and also give you full details on the Alvin Gentry show that airs tonight. All right, let's get started. Coming up next, the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson. Spend less time buffering and more time watching movies or sports on multiple devices with the fastest internet in town, Cox High Speed Internet. Catch the hottest action on the court. Cox delivers the most popular basketball games this season on TV, online, and on your mobile device. Learn more at Cox.com. Cox, official partner of the New Orleans Pelicans. Fastest claim based upon maximum download speeds of Cox Ultimate 150 megabits residential service versus AT&T's fastest advertised download speeds in Cox service area. Cable modem required. The Pelican schedule has just been released and 12 game plans are now on sale. 12 game packages, including the ever popular weekend plan, allow you to take in a couple of games a month throughout the season for as low as $199. Don't miss your chance to see NBA All-Star Anthony Davis and your Pelicans take on the biggest names in the NBA, including LeBron James, Steph Curry, Kobe Bryant, and more. Visit Pelicans.com or call 525-HOOP and score your seats today. At Smoothie King, we're so much more than just fruit in a blender. Because each and every Smoothie King smoothie is blended for a purpose. Whether you want to firm up for summer or last longer in the gym, make it one more mile or simply make it through the day, we have a smoothie just for that. If you're looking to purify your diet, hurry in and try our new Nutty Super Grain Vegan Smoothie. Made with almond milk, Sun Warrior Protein, Super Grains, and a peanut taste you'll go nutty for. Only at Smoothie King. Smoothies with a purpose. We're talking Saints football on the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Coming up next, Sean Kelly will speak with David Wesley from the Greenbrier. But, of, of course, you know, Sean Kelly is out golfing and skeet shooting West Virginia. I'm stuck here doing the Black and Blue Report. But I guess the bright part of the day is I get to interview the voice of the Saints, Jim Henderson, who joins me now. Jim, uh, good to talk to you. Daniel, it's my pleasure. It's nice to be with you. All right, Jim, well, let's get right to it. Saints and Cowboys Sunday night football. Of course, the big thing yesterday, Breeze talk says he's feeling better. Should be a go on Sunday. Of course, that's not official 
Um, not sure how his arm strength is going to be with that shoulder, Jim. So um, do you think the Saints offense of strategy will change a little bit as far as, you know, not as much deep passes? How much will their strategy uh, change uh, given Breeze's injury in his shoulder? Well, I think you're, you're right. Even before Drew left uh, with the injury, the Saints were not throwing the ball downfield. And if he's at all impaired coming back, I would expect them to have pretty much the same game plan they had last week with Luke McCown. It's really interesting what McCown and, and Brandon Wheaton did. They almost had identical numbers and both went to the short passing game. Uh, the running game has struggled a little bit, 26 in rushing yards, averaging 76 yards per game. Is that a simple fix as far as just more carries for the running backs, or is this something that will no, get going once the passing game get develops? I, don't, I haven't seen many holes. You know, It's kind of like a couple of years ago before uh, Mark Ingram had a breakout year last year. <clears throat> there just wasn't a lot of uh, running room for him. The offensive line's not opening holes, and the Saints, like you say, are, are not um, – are not running very well. It's really interesting how the Falcons tore up um, the the Cowboys last week with the running game, and um, how the how the Cowboys ran so well in the first half, and it totally disintegrated for them in the second half. So uh, it's really interesting what the Cowboys did last week with Joseph Randall. He had 91 yards rushing in the first quarter, and finished with uh, 87 yards rushing and three touchdowns. The Saints, as a team have not rushed for more than 79 yards in a game. Wow, very interesting stat right there, Jim. Um, C.J. Spiller is healthy, but hasn't gotten as much touches um, as uh, Sean Payne would like. Do we expect to see a little bit more from C.J. Spiller this weekend? Sounds that way, um, because Sean and, and himself brought up the fact that he kind of lost track of C.J. Spiller last week. I think C.J. only had three touches in the game. And if he's back uh, at relatively full health, He's a weapon that they desperately need on an offense that really doesn't have uh, many weapons downfield or, or many big play weapons. You know, I think that's one of the real differences in this Saints team as opposed to, to years past. There, there aren't any splash plays. There aren't any chunk plays. There aren't any long plays downfield. And, of course, the longer you have to go on a drive and the more plays you have to use in it, the more likelihood is that something's going to go wrong. And the Saints have had a lot of false start penalties and, and penalties of every description, but and that's impaired them as well. So it's they really don't have many downfield weapons apart from Brandon Cooks. You know, Joe Morgan was brought back to the team, wasn't even active last week. Let's go to the defensive side for a second. Keenan Lewis feels confident that he will play Sunday. How will him coming back affect the secondary rotations and playing time for guys like uh, Damian Swan and Delvin Bro? Well, I think Delvin Bro and in particular Damian Swan have been pleasant surprises mm -hmm. through the first three games. And if um, if they can bring Lewis back, and he starts at one corner. Um, maybe they, they move uh, Swan or, or uh, Delvin Burrow over to the other corner in place of Brandon Browner. That's a possibility. You know, Browner's off to such a tough start. Got five penalties. It's tied for the most of any cornerback in the NFL. and um, Allowed four receptions, an average of 35 yards per reception, and had one illegal contact penalty last week in Carolina. The Saints trade away Akeem Hicks to the Patriots in exchange for a tight end. Um, first thing I want to do, a pronunciation test, Jim. Are you able to pronounce the tight end's name, uh, Michael from New England? <laughs> I wish I had it in front of me, but uh, Hoha Manawananui, <laughs> something okay. like that. You don't even need it in front you know, of you. I saw, I, I saw his nickname. His nickname is Uh-oh, so I think I'll probably use that a lot. 
He hasn't really done anything. I don't think he's got a reception this year, does he, with New England? He does not. But I know Sean Payton has wanted that third tight end, and he's only had two this year with uh, Hill and Watson. Um, were you surprised about the trade, not only just getting another tight end, but just trading away Akeem Hicks? Well, it certainly looked like Akeem Hicks was in their dog their doghouse. He didn't um, play too much last week. The week before that, he kind of volunteered that he had been benched in the course of that game against Tampa, and the Saints kind of uh, roundaboutly said no. That was just part of the rotation. But you get the got the feeling that certainly they weren't happy with uh, with Akeem, and boy, that's a that's that's a loss of a guy that was highly touted. I remember going. I think it was going into last year that he was one of the the themes of training camp up in West Virginia, this was going to be his breakout year, and it, it never really happened for him. So um, another high draft choice that they've given up on or have had to give up on. Seems like, though, on the bright side, it gives the chance of Bobby Richardson, undrafted defensive lineman. He's been playing well. gives him another chance to shine here for the Saints. Yeah, he's uh, he's been quick off the ball. Same sort of thing we saw during preseason. He's got a quick first step. He can give you some penetration as a defensive lineman. And although he's undersized, when the Saints go small along the defensive front, he's a, he's a big part of that. So I am anxious to see him playing more and see what kind of contribution he can make. We're talking with Jim Henderson, the voice of the Saints here on the Black and Blue Report. Jim, the Cowboys have had their own injury problems with Tony Romo and Des Bryant out. We didn't the Cowboys offense, like you mentioned with Randall, had a very successful first half against the Falcons, but then seemed to just get away from what they were doing in the second half, failing to score a single point. Uh, what can we expect from a Cowboys offense led by Brandon Whedon? They ha he has a strong arm, but it seems like they didn't test it last week. A lot of underneath passes, kind of like the Saints offense against Carolina. Yeah, like I said, his numbers along with McCown's were almost identical. It seemed like the philosophy was almost the same for each offense. Uh, that's been the theme this week for the Cowboy writers and the, the people I'm reading about um, commenting on the Cowboys. Got to take more chances downfield and Whedon bristling at the fact that he's been under criticism all week long because of his failure to look downfield. And I know he has said, look, I thought that'd be the last thing I'd ever be criticized for is not looking downfield. He says, that's what I've always done in my career is throw to the boundary and throw it deep downfield. And last week, obviously, he was perhaps a little bit timid given the circumstances and was probably part of the game plan as well. But it's amazing. You look at this cowboy attack. They only had four catches by a wide receiver, and they all went to Cole Beasley, the little 5'8", 180-guy out of SMU's primarily their possession slot receiver. So, um I think they'll probably get more, take more chances downfield this week. I remember Terrence Williams last year against the Saints had a couple of first-half touchdowns, and he'll probably be more in the mix now, too. The guy I really I fear, though, is a Saint defender is Jason Witten because the Saints have had tight, ends, tight end problems uh, covering them through the first three games, and we all know what Jason Witten can do. Absolutely, and so before I let you go on that note, give me a couple keys for the Saints to grab their first win of the season Sunday night. I think to capitalize on the home field advantage that the Saints have no longer had, this is pretty interesting as well. You know, the Saints have lost six straight at home, and Dallas has won uh, ten straight on the road. So wow. it's an interesting matchup. These two teams met in uh, Dallas last year on Sunday Night Football. Dallas led 24 nothing at the end of the first half, won 38-17. Just a miserable night, and I'm sure that the people at uh, Sunday Night Football are, are hoping that there won't be a duplication of that this year. Um, so... I think, that, and two, I think it gives the Saints a good opportunity to bring these fans back in. If Drew can, can start this game, I think the Saints are, fans are sick of uh, this, this streak at home as well. You know, Dallas is a pretty big rival. They seem to play them a lot. 
And uh, even though, obviously, they're not in the same division, it seems like they match up with the Cowboys a lot. And um, I think the Saints fans have always felt a degree of hostility toward the, toward the Cowboys, and perhaps they can manifest that uh, on Sunday night. I want to give you one more little theme. Now, you're way too young, Daniel, <laughs> to remember this, but in the course of last week, um, I thought some interesting things occurred. Remember early in the week, Sean Payton said after that 0-2 start, there's no Clark Kent coming through the doorway, right? Right. Now, Daniel, you're very young, but you remember who Clark Kent oh, was, right? Oh, of course. Right? I do. I do. And he was? Superman. Right. Yeah. What is Cam Newton's signature pose after scoring? Oh, yeah, the Superman tear, tears away uh, the suit there. Mm-hmm. Who was his favorite uh, target last week? Greg Olson. Um, what was Superman's sidekick, Clark Kent's sidekick, at the Daily Planet. I don't even know. I might, I don't know that. I'm drawing a blank. Jimmy Olson. Jimmy Olson. Okay. Mm-hmm. Oh, look at that. And on September 20th, about a, well, about that time of the, of the week, a couple of weeks ago, a guy by the name of Jack Larson died. Now, I wouldn't expect you to know this, but Jack Larson was the guy who played Jimmy Olson in the series. Okay. So, I mean, that's probably a, a bunch of uh, a bunch of things that only. Only Jerry Seinfeld could appreciate because he was such an aficionado of Superman. But I thought that was pretty interesting. I'm just trying to, you know, I've put these things together knowing I'm going to have to rescue Sean whenever I'm on with him and give him something interesting. You're obviously asking better questions than he ever did. So I probably didn't even need to include that. But that was just for Sean's, Sean's benefit. No, any rescuing would help. And I really appreciate that, Jim. That's Jim Henderson. <laughs> The voice of the Saints, and I, at least I knew who Clark, Clark Kent and Superman. I got that part yeah. right, so I'm pretty happy with that. But um, Jim, well. Jim, enjoy the call on Sunday. Hopefully next Thursday, Sean and yourself are talking about a win, and uh, I'll tell uh, Sean that uh, he's been replaced. So I'll be doing the interviews from now on with you. <laughs> I look forward to that. Thanks a lot, Daniel. Good luck the rest of the way. Thank you. And uh, speaking of Sean, when we come back, we'll check in with Sean and David Wesley from the Greenbrier. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. Everything you need to know about your New Orleans Pelicans is right in the palm of your hands. The New Orleans Pelicans app is easy to use, plus makes an excellent companion whether you're watching the team in the Smoothie King Center or on the road. Recently added features on the app include the latest videos and highlights, plus access to a full list of arena amenities. Download the Pelicans app for free now on your iPhone or Android devices. For more information, check out pelicans.com today. Last year, over 400,000 people from 90 countries and all 50 states came to Auctioner to find the critical care they needed. People who could have gone anywhere made Auctioner their destination for a level of expertise, clinical research, and treatment options they couldn't find anywhere else. Auctioner and our affiliated physicians are renowned for leading-edge cardiovascular care, cancer care, pediatric care, innovative treatment of neurological disorders, and more. Our outstanding transplant program has resulted in Auctioner leading the nation in successful liver transplants for years. And today, Auctioner is partnering with physicians and strong community hospitals throughout the Gulf South to bring access to the highest quality of care closer to home. Find the care you need today. Call 866-AUCTIONER for a same-day appointment. Auctioner, healthcare with peace of mind. Punt, pass, kick, and dunk. Lob to the rim, alley-oop dunk, Anthony Davis. 
This is the Black and Blue Report. Welcome back to the show. Big thanks to Jim Henderson for talking about Saints and Cowboys. Now let's turn our attention to the Pelicans. Uh, Two days back for the Pelicans today. Uh, They are just finishing up practice number one. And uh, for more on the practice from earlier today, let's go back out to the Greenbrier. Hear from Sean Kelly and David Wesley, guys. All right, Daniel, thank you very much. Day three here at the Greenbrier and Pelicans training camp 2015. David Wesley, Sean Kelly. Here with you from the uh, indoor tennis facility, which is now a practice facility, as you've uh, come to know over the last couple of days. Um, I, I thought guys came in today showing and feeling the effects of really three hard practices so far, David, on this camp. Well, it, it's to be expected. You know, when you're running as much as they are, uh, every player thinks they're in shape until they get into camp and they do two-a-days. And after that three or third or fourth practice, you, you really start feeling the the tightness and the soreness and, uh, you know, you just kind of want to get out there and kind of blow it out. Uh, seemed like this morning was more of a teaching practice. Uh, they did do some defensive drills and some defensive slides, but all in all, it was really kind of teaching and making sure that everybody's on the same page. What kind of an install did you see today? Did you see a reinforcement of, of the first uh, batch of stuff or was there new stuff added? Well, early it was, it was really kind of reinforcing, no, I want you – in certain places oh you you didn't turn right or you're not close enough or or in the right spot so uh watch some film early then get out there and make sure that everybody understands exactly what each coach is trying to talk about and then of course they talked about end of game end of shot clock type things that was really important because everybody is now on the same page this is what we're going to do with eight seconds or nine seconds left to go on the clock uh, in a foul shooting situation, and, and those are really important, and now everybody knows exactly what they're doing. You know, basketball terminology is uh, an interesting thing. Look, it, it all there's, a, there's six different ways to say the same thing, um, and some coaches have a very unique way of labeling things or using terminology. How would you rate the way this is and how hard it will be for this group to pick all that terminology up? I think it's, I think it's really simple. Be, because you always know the other terminology. So one coach uses this word, another coach uses that word. So it's just a matter of saying, when I hear that, that means that to me until it becomes second nature. Uh, I think it's really easy. I think everything is pretty simple. Uh, It's just a matter of making it instinct as opposed to robotic, and that's what camp is all about. You know, back when this team picked up Kendrick Perkins, I was like, "Um, okay, I kind of see – I kind of get it. Now I'm, I'm really starting to see it because of what he's doing as a teacher now at this point in his career. You know, big voice out there. Yeah. You always know where he is. He knows how to talk the game. Uh, and something I learned probably towards, you know, um, the middle of my career, if you can't talk it, you can't do it. Uh, and he can definitely talk it. He, he can do it. And the older you get, he's 13 years in the league. He saves himself three or four steps of play because he knows exactly where he should be and where he's going, uh, and he can teach that to the younger guys, and, and he's certainly a, a veteran presence on this team. 18 guys are in camp. Uh, we, know the, we know the principal characters here. There's probably four or five guys. Let's just say five guys probably fighting for maybe one, possibly two roster spots. Has anybody, and again, I know it's early, has anybody started to make a move? Anybody taking a step in the right direction out of that pack? Right now, it's, it's kind of hard to pick one of those five guys mm-hmm. 
that are looking for the last two roster spots simply because it's a lot of drill. Uh, defense is usually ahead of the offense at this point, and it's kind of hard to tell because everybody's not playing off of instinct. They're playing robotic, making sure they're in the right places. So the offense isn't really fluid where the offensive guys can kind of get their game going. I'm really looking forward to the first preseason game because that'll give them a chance to play against people who don't already know where they're going, not cheating the play, which is what defenses do. And so um, that'll give me a better kind of gauge. So nobody's really stood out. But, again, the first preseason game will, will help narrow that down just a little bit. And with that being said, there is a scrimmage tonight. Is there one or two things that you'll look for in particular? Just to see how these guys are are listening and transferring uh, what what they're what they're learning. Uh, it's a, you know they're drilling, drilling, drilling. How well are they going to take that into tonight's uh, scrimmage? Um, and just see who really does stand out in this scrimmage. Uh, you know what they know, what they can. These last five guys are really trying to impress. Uh, you know even the bottom eight or so are trying to impress get more minutes, get more time, show the coaches what they can do. Everybody, this is all a courtship right now for the regular season. There is plenty of Pelicans basketball for you this evening from 5 until 7 p.m. Central time. Again, that's Central time. Um, we will live stream tonight's scrimmage on pelicans.com. David, Wesley, and myself will be here to talk you through some of it, let you just flat out watch it, and we'll have some special guests too. And then on the new flagship station for the Pelicans Radio Network, Tonight at 7 Central, our first Alvin Gentry radio show is yours on 99.5 FM. Daniel, with that, we'll send it back to you, and we'll look forward to being back with you again tomorrow on the final day of camp at the Greenbrier for the Pels. Okay, and as Sean mentioned, you can check out the open practice, which is tonight from 5 to 7, live streaming on pelicans.com and the Pelicans mobile app. Sean Kelly and Dave Wesley will have more on that. All right, when we come back, I'll wrap up this Thursday edition of the Black and Blue Report. All-Star Electric is lighting up the future with the latest in LED lighting. All-Star Electric specializes in the installation and conversion of the newest LED lighting products. This lasting investment is virtually maintenance-free and offers significant savings on your next electricity bill. This is Tim Blanchard, president of All-Star Electric. Let us evaluate your building, parking lot, or home for an LED conversion because we know we can save you some money. Ever been surprised by a bill? A big bill that's higher than expected? Entergy's online tools let you take control. Try level billing so there are no surprises. Pick a due date that works for you. And sign up for alerts to remind you when your bill is due. Make your bills fit your budget. Don't wait another month. Take action today at EntergyIdeas.com. That's the power of people. Entergy. We call it No Appointment Radio. You're listening to the Black and Blue Report. All right, time to wrap things up from Studio B. Good show today. Big thanks to Jim Henderson for coming on, David Wesley, and Sean Kelly. We'll uh, check back in um, with the Pelicans tomorrow. Jim Eichenhofer will be on the show from Pelicans.com. Kind of give you a little preview of Pelicans and Pacers preseason game number one which is on Saturday night. And, of course, we have to continue the Cowboys-Saints talk on Sunday Night Football, and there's no better person than someone from NBC Sports. That's Alex Flanagan. She's also on the NFL Network. 
Uh, we'll talk to her about Saints and Cowboys and also some other storylines around the NFL. And, of course, we're trying this new thing, Fan Friday. So remember two weeks ago, before the home opener, we had a fan on to talk about a recipe to kind of get you through your Saints tailgate. Well, we're going to go a different route this Friday. Judge Faith Jenkins, yes, a judge. I'm very nervous about the interview, of course, having a judge on the show. But she's a former Miss Louisiana, former Miss America runner-up. She has a new show on TV called Judge Faith. She's a legal analyst for MSNBC. What doesn't she do? And she's also, of course, a Saints fan. So we'll have Judge Faith Jenkins on the show tomorrow. We'll talk about her new show, which is on WPL at 10 a.m. every day. Um, we'll talk about the game, um, her love for the Saints, and uh, much more. So a jam-packed Friday show. And I also wanted to remind you about the Alvin Gentry show. It makes its debut tonight on the flagship station for the Pelicans, 99.5. WRNO. It's Sean Kelly's most extensive interview with the coach. That will air at 7 p.m. again on 99.5 WRNO. And we're going to try to get it to you on the Pelicans website the day after so you can listen to it if you missed it. So hopefully tomorrow we'll have it on pelicans.com. And of course, I'll update you tomorrow on that. So jam-packed show tomorrow. And uh, man, we're getting closer to Saints Cowboys on Sunday and Pelicans Pacers on Saturday night. So I hope you have a great rest of your Thursday. Enjoy some football tonight, Steelers and Ravens. And until tomorrow, I'm Daniel Salerson. Have a great rest of your Thursday. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Black and Blue Report. If all goes well, we'll be back tomorrow. Tune in each weekday at 12 p.m. or at your convenience exclusively online at NewOrleansSaints.com and Pelicans.com. Follow your teams direct from the source, the Black and Blue Report.